Love music. Love talk. Love Wickham Sound. Monday movies on Wickham Sound 106.6 FM. Hi. Hello. Hello. Um, How so are we? A couple of things before yes. we dive How, into housekeeping. A bit of housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still probably weird camera frame rate out of sync. Not so bad, actually. Not really. really? No. Not so bad. Not bad. Okay. Not so bad. Quite close. Uh, it just looks very uh, bit a bit not very smooth on my computer. Um, That's just what you look like. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, and also no background this week because I've given up hope with it because it just kept making Toby's face disappear very slowly. So oh. Um, oh, it's well. just grey and boring. But we'll sort of, sort of next week. Again? That's you. <laughs> Thanks. So anyway, hello. There's the housekeeping hello. ended. Oh, good. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. 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 How are we? How is everyone? Oh, good, thanks. How are you? Mm, good. I'm okay. I've just come back from protesting. I'm all... Have you? Yep. What were you protesting? Uh, I was pulling down a statue of Ronald McDonald that is up in um, a little town just around the corner from here because apparently uh, those potatoes he uses for fries didn't go willingly. <laughs> right, okay. And I, I'm, I'm just shocked and horrified that we should celebrate someone like that. So I pulled down the golden arches and I have knocked <laughs> down great. Ronald McDonald. Right. There you go. What have you been up to? Well, nothing as exciting as that. Oh, well, yeah. Get out there, pull something down. Right. Protest. <laughs> okay. Can I protest Mate? against you? Yes. What would your motto be? Get rid of Duncan. <laughs> Catchy, quite like it. Quite <laughs> like it. Short and simple. Grod. Grod. You can even acronise it. Acronym it. Acronym it. Grod. Grod. Yeah. Grod. We Grod. hate Duncan. Yeah. All right, there's no, it's going a little bit too far now. <laughs> okay, sorry. Duncan's life matters. Does it? All right, yeah, it does. Tobias? Uh, <clears throat> I'm really done anything. Sorry, can I just ask, is your name actually Tobias? Yes. On your birth certificate? Yes. What's your middle name? Alexander. Hey! Whoa, Tobias mm. Alexander. Mine's Luke Alexander. Yeah. Oh, 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 is it? Yeah. We've had we've had oh. this conversation before. We have. We? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah Move on then. Me and Duncan high fived over it. What's let's yours? Not, let's not. Alan. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Fat, oh, yeah. Fat, yeah. Fat, fat man. What was it? Fat man's name. Yeah. Something like that. I can't remember what Toby yeah. said. That was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Lovely. I'm sure it was. Um, Duncan. Alan. <laughs> Strip. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad we brought that up. Well done, whoever started that. <laughs> One laugh. Um, anyway, uh, welcome to a podcast from your friendly neighbourhood film geeks. Oh. We're all here, raring to go. Yeah. Monday night. Ooh, week we're eleven not, on Monday night movies. Yeah. yeah. What's, uh, what's coming up? What's coming up? Oh, thank you for taking the lead, Toby. Uh, what is coming up is my Tom Hanks top ten. Oh, exciting! Uh, what we've been I watching. Gump's in there. And so do well, I. And Toy... Crossed, and Toy Story better fingers be in there. Um, yeah, what we've been watching, which we've all been watching things. We for have a ch- for Shocking a change. Yeah, mm. and we'll take a look at uh, cinemas reopening now. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good. Sorry. Uh, do you have nothing else to end? I was going to do the end of the show bit then. Oh, no, not yet. <laughs> okay, Go so we, yeah, and and we'll take a look at cinema's plans for reopening. Oh, yeah, mm. exciting stuff. Very exciting. Good. Well, you didn't sound excited. Woo-hoo. But... Yeah. 
Yeah, I've lost right. all. All excitement has been depleted out of me over the Have last you? eleven weeks. I did see on Facebook that you were eating giant scones and putting the jam and the cream on the wrong way. Oh, around. don't you start! I don't. It care. wasn't me. It was my other half who just showed me the picture. He goes, can you believe this? <laughs> Sorry, that- what was that? Oh yes, you see is that's that how, in, oh, yes. in Australia. Is that the way they have it around? Have is, it, is that the way you have it in Australia? He told me the reason, and I agree. Can you just shout the reason one more time, quickly? <laughs> because jam is like a sticking agent, so it sticks to the scone better than cream. Cream you just dollop on, that jam would stick. Because if you put jam on the top of cream, it's got nothing to stick to, so it slides off. And now he'll be really annoyed when I tell him that that's going to be live on the no. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and for more uh, delicious food, Clinton's Cakes on Clinton's Facebook Cakes on Facebook, yeah. Uh, but he, he's right. Because the jam sticks to the, the scone I, and then the cream can plop onto the jam. I'm going to make it even mm. worse because I do it differently every time I have a scone. Oh, you, you, you monster. <laughs> as long as, here's, monster. Here's my rule for a scone. Lots of cream, lots of jam. Don't care in which order. To be honest, knowing you and how you like your food, I'm surprised you don't just put half a scone in your mouth, <laughs> a spoonful of jam, and some squirty cream. Oh, no, you can't have squirty cream. <laughs> oh, okay. It has All to right, be clotted. Oh. oh, does it? Okay. Yeah. Toby, <laughs> you like to weigh in on the scone, scone stick? Uh, I'm, I, honestly, I can't even remember what a scone is. put down first. <laughs> no, what I put down first. What came first, the scone or the jam? <laughs> oh, nice. Or the cream or the jam, Sean. Well, it's the cream, the cream or jam, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Come on. If you're going to do a joke, do it properly. <laughs> Are but we actually going to sit here and wait for him to remember which way he does it? Because this is fascinating radio. I, I, honestly, I can't remember. Uh, I uh, think say... of it. You've got a scone in front of you. You've got cream mm. to the left, jam to the right. i probably put cream on first. It's like butter, isn't it? It's like the butter of... Sorry, can you just do that again? Can what? you just say what you said again? Because I was desperately trying to think of something and it came too late. Say right. it again. You've got Starting with, you've got a scone in front of you. You've got a scone in front of you. You've got jam on the left of you. Go no, you right. going. No, okay. No. Sorry. Start that's, again. That's the joke I thought you were going to do. No. Right. You've got a scone in front of you. You've got jam on the left, cream on the right. Stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> I did the joke too early. Okay, nice. I think mine was better. I just couldn't think of the song. Right. I was like, <laughs> okay. My I version remember was the ear being cut off, but I couldn't remember what the song right. was. Right, okay. Oh, Toby, I don't give a damn what, how you do your scone. I'm lost for to live. Look, just start me. the show. Oh, oh we I thought we already started. Not the show. Oh. We we've got a show to do. Oh, of course. Of course we do, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, how many weeks have we been doing this? <laughs> uh, let's, let's just start. Go. It's seven o'clock. It's Monday evening. Uh, a very good evening. Welcome to Monday Movies here on Wickham Sound 106.6 FM. I'm Duncan Strip, joined as ever by Toby Stubbs and Luke Davis. Hello. 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 How are we all in week 3,524 of lockdown? Oh, living the life. Okay. Yeah, all good? All right. Yeah. Try and sound good. a bit more cheerful, please, Luke. You were fine on drive time, and now you've just gone... Boo. I have no energy left for the show. I'm sorry. Okay, fine. Uh, Toby, still looking... Um, are we calling this blonde, your hair? Or are we changing it to now sheer and ginger? <laughs> it's like strawberry blonde. Yeah. Oh, strawberry blonde. Okay, yeah. good. But, but it's. Uh, I'm going to probably try and go back Okay. Um, to, the, to my normal hair colour, I think. Okay. How long do you think that's going to take? 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. You could just shave it all off and start again. Yes. The problem is, I thought about it, but the problem is, I mean, Mm. it would take about nine months for my hair to grow back. And what would you do about your beard? Because you have to be... Would you you keep it or would you just have no hair? Oh, no, you keep the beard. No, no, no. I'd look like an egg. Yeah, you'd have to keep the beard if you shave... You'd have to keep the beard if you Mm. shave your hair. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, um, anyway, welcome to um, Fashion and Beauty on Wiccan Sound, a new, a new program because we have no films to talk about. No, not really. We do have films to talk about. Uh, on this evening's show, we're going to take a look at uh, my top 10. I've chosen an actor's top 10. Uh, luckily, unlike last week, I picked an actor who has made more than 10 films. So okay. I was able to pick <laughs> 10 films. Uh, we've got what we've been watching, which will include Alex Ryder, Jack Ryan, Space Force, Ozark, Maleficent, Men in Black, all sorts of stuff. Wow. Packed. Um, and we'll also take a look at what's being released on DVD and on streaming services this week. And in the film news, we'll look at how cinema, uh, sorry, Cineworld, View, Empire and um, Odeon are looking to open cinemas again in four weeks' time. Um, you seem to be currently... That's four weeks' Four weeks', weeks time. time. You seem yes. to be currently being slightly... Um, well, you're half half Duncan, half Tom Hanks. Oh, I've moved in front of Tom Hanks. Look, there's, there's, there you go. Tom <laughs> oh, Hanks. hi, Tom. Tom How Hanks. are you? Tom Hanks in a denim shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that really works quite well. Well, you've given that away now because uh, my top ten, which we will start with, is uh, Tom Hanks. If you've um, if you've been watching anything and you want to let us know, or if you want to disagree with anything in my uh, t- Tom Hanks top ten, I dare you. Go on, please do. Uh, you can email mondaymovies at wickhamsound.org.uk. Go to facebook.com forward slash Movies. Uh, we're on Twitter at Wickham Sound, or you can WhatsApp us on 01494 And we're live on Facebook and YouTube right now. Hi, everybody. Uh, so, weekly apologies for Toby's blue highlights in his beard, and mm. I might be slightly um, out of sync. But that's just you. That's just me. Uh, so, should we kick off with Tom Hanks' top 10? What is number 10, Duncan? Uh, my number 10 is actually the first film I ever saw Tom Hanks in, which is. Uh, I think it was his second film, Bachelor Party. Oh, okay. So this is a film uh, about him throwing a bachelor party for his friends. It's not something you kind of associate with Tom Hanks. It's sort of raunchy and slapstick. And it's like a proper 80s frat boy comedy with lots of um, sight gags and lots of... um, Rudeness, shall we say? <laughs> okay. Was this one of his first roles? I think it's his second film, so he was very right. young when he made right. this. But I haven't seen it for years and years and years. But I remember laughing out loud when I first saw this. And when you see it, he's um, a force of nature in it. And you kind of, as you watch it, you think he's going to be a big star because he was so good in it. So yeah, I, I saw this before he was the Tom Hanks everybody knows. He was just mm. a jobbing actor. But yeah, it's very good. I don't know if it's easy to get hold of. But it's worth catching if you like kind of Blues Brothers, that kind of comedy. Right. Okay. It's like that. It's very, very nice. Mm. Uh, what is this week's number nine no, on your list this week's of favourite actors <laughs> waiting for me to finish? Come on. <clears throat> number nine is The Burbs. So this is a, an 80s film from Joe Dante, the director of Gremlins. And it's a satire horror comedy set in the suburbs, the burbs of the title, where Tom Hanks is bored. He's got a week off. He's married to Carrie Fisher. He's got nothing to do during this week. So he starts to think that his 
neighbours who have strange foreign accents are Nazis and they are torturing people in their basement. And he gets all the local neighbours and his friends together to spy on them to try and prove that they've got something dodgy in their basement. Um, again, it's another one. Of wow, the early... what a film. It's, it's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. If you like Gremlins and that kind of Joe Dante stuff, it's really good. It's very funny. Um, it's got some great set pieces. He's very good. Carrie Fisher is in it. Uh, Corey Haim is in it. Bruce Dern. It's got a great cast. It's well worth watching. It's very good. Okay. Yes. Nice. Uh, num- you've seen neither of these. Please let me know when you've seen one of okay, these. Well, Dave. Okay. Um, I mean, when, it is Tom Hanks. When I we get assumed... to Toy Story. Uh, number eight. Uh, number eight, Sleepless in Seattle. So in the 90s, he became famous basically for doing uh, romantic comedies. Yeah. Uh, he did an awful lot of romantic comedies. Four of them, I think, were with Meg Ryan. Um, I've got one other of his films with Meg Ryan in the top 10. But Sleepless in Seattle is probably the most famous and probably the best. Uh, If you haven't seen it, he is a widower living on one side of the country. She is a single woman living on the other side of the country. He uh, phones into a radio phone-in show, calls himself Sleepless in Seattle because he wants to find uh, a wife um, so that his son can grow up with a mother and they arrange to meet. So they don't actually meet Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks until the very end of the film in the famous scene on um, the Empire State Building. But it's it's wonderful. It's written by Nora Ephron, who did When Harry Met Sally, and mm. um, loads of stuff. I can't remember the other stuff she did, but she was a really good she's writer. really great. Director. I just can't remember anything she's ever done. I, I, she did loads great. of stuff. Love her. It, 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 is, it is very funny, it's very sweet, and it's very, very romantic. Good. Good. You've seen this, haven't you? I'm pretty sure I've seen it, yeah. Maybe. Uh, number seven, Mr. Strip, of your favourite top ten Tom Hank films. Number seven is Saving Private Ryan. Yes, um, I've seen this. Well, oh, oh, good. So, what did you think? Toby? Absolutely loved it. I thought the I thought the brutality of it was... I mean, it was like one of the first war films I think I ever watched um, properly. But I just remember the... You know the the scene on the beach, um, and I thought the acting was incredible. And you know, it really was such a great film. I'm not gonna lie; I haven't seen it for years, but I remember watching it and thinking it was absolutely incredible. It holds up very well. I've seen it mm. um, not too long ago, and it is really good. I remember it moaning. Moaning. The reason you remember I remember it moaning. It, the reason I remember it quite vividly is because. At the time, I was living in St Albans, and a lot of it was filmed in an old airfield in St Albans. So the mm. town at the end, where they have to actually save Private Ryan, was built on an old airfield. And as you uh-huh. drove down the road, you could stop your car, look over the fence, and you could see this town. Have you always um, worked the... and lived near places where they built sets? Is that when you look when yes. you go? Well, I'm going to live here. They need to be building sets nearby. Yeah, yes, they <laughs> need to film something while I'm here. Yes. <laughs> They have to. Uh, but yes, it's really good. The only thing that spoils it, the only thing that stops it being kind of a perfect film is the opening and the ending. The bookends where it's all very soppy, where he's he's going as an old person to the grave. Uh, and then yes. the whole film is told in flashback. And then you go back to him. Um, that's, that's the only thing that spoils it for me. It didn't need that. Very schmaltzy, very American. But apart from that, absolutely brilliant. You loved it. Yes? I did. I loved it. Good. I think you might have lost me for a little bit there, and <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, this, hello, you, is everything okay? Oh dear. 
Oh dear. For me, yes. Good, right. I've um, got to admit, your mouth is moving, Luke, but I can't see. <laughs> oh, who, what's happening? I have no idea. This week's number oh, six. Dear. Uh, number six, Captain Phillips, the true story of the captain uh, of uh, an American vessel that was taken hostage by Somali um, pirates. It was mm-hmm. directed by Paul Greengrass, who made the second two, uh, the the. the Born films um and it's just a fantastic performance it's got a scene right at the end if you've seen it where uh he's sitting and he starts to cry it's a kind of a two minute wordless scene which i think he deserved an oscar for um just for that one scene and he wasn't even oscar nominated for this but it's 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 moving it's thrilling it's a true story um yeah it's just a great film it's just a great film it's on my list of Films to see. Oh, crikey, that list is so long. <laughs> I'm not going to hold my what, breath, Toby. What, what, what list did you think it was going to be on? I don't, a list of my favourite films of all time or something. I don't know. Maybe, right. I thought maybe you had a different list. Right, right. No, okay. you just got this. No. <laughs> films it, that Duncan's told me to watch that I've not seen yet. Yeah. To be fair, it's a very long list. But yeah. I'm, it is, yeah. But, but it is. It is one of the starred ones, should I say? Oh, oh okay. of... there are starred ones on your list. <laughs> yeah, priorities. Yeah, no, oh, I really, excellent. really, okay. I really, really want to see this film, and everyone who has seen it, um, uh, my friends and everything, they said it's absolutely phenomenal. And my dad is a huge fan of this film as well. So, need Evening, to see it. Evening, Dave. Yes. Uh, right, <laughs> we're h- halfway through. What is number yeah. five? Well, number five was either going to be Splash or Big. Right. Uh, and okay. I picked Splash. Why? Right. Uh, because I think it was it was a really sweet film. And it's it's a PG and it's quite risque for a PG. If you watch it now, there are scenes in it. I'm pretty sure if it was made now, it would be a 12 or a 15 because there are some scenes in it that are a little bit uh, near the knuckle. Uh, but it's a very sweet kind of modern version of The Little Mermaid. They oh. keep they, People keep saying they're going to try and make a modern version of The Little Mermaid. Well, Splash is kind of it. Daryl Hannah is the mermaid who uh, falls in love with Tom Hanks uh, and he loves her back and she gets, you know, finds her feet, as it were. But it's it's a genuinely very funny film. John Candy uh, in it as uh, Tom Hanks' brother is really, really funny. Um, yeah, it's just a classic. And it was that or big. And these they came out sort of the same time. Question. Tell me what you think about Tell me. Tell me what you think about me. Yes. Um, is Little Mermaid on Disney's uh, list of things to remake? Yes, they are remaking it as we speak. Well, not as we speak, but, well, no. you know, they w- were doing it. Because I'm worried that that might look terrible, just going on what um, Aquaman did when it was all... Because it's going to be a lot of it's going to be set underwater. Mm. Yes. You know, they're going to have... Yes. It's going to be interesting to see what mermaid, they do. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, she's a mermaid, yeah. She's a mermaid, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, splash number five. Number four. Number four, The Green Mile. Uh, seen this. Stephen King adaptation based on his book. It's a very long film. It's like I think it's over three hours long. Tom Hanks plays the prison guard uh, guarding a new prisoner who seems to have some kind of magical powers. And rather like the Shawshank Redemption, which is based on a Stephen King short story, it's not a Stephen King horror. It's more of a, it's a slight fantasy, but it's more of a um, um, a morality tale, shall we say. Mm. Yes, that's what it is, uh, and it's very moving. Considering it's about people being electrocuted mm. uh, on death row, it's an incredibly mm. moving film. Mm. I agree. I haven't again haven't seen it since I watched it, but I do remember it being very powerful, and especially the ending. Um, yes. You know, really, really good film. Yes, Luke. 
no. <laughs> what do you mean, sorry. No. It's on my list. <laughs> bit, of a, bit of a left turn. Um, sorry, while we're talking about Stephen King, mm. did he... There's a new series of Jason Bateman called The Outsider. Is that is that Stephen King novel? Yes. Yes. Okay. But if no, you're watching, are you sure watching about it, that? Because, yes, I am. If you're watching it because Jason Bateman is your favourite actor, and I know the trailer what? has a lot of Jason Bateman in it. Jason Bateman is only in it for part of the first episode, and then he's not in it anymore. So he's not the star of the show. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn is the star. Right. Okay. Jason like... Bateman has a pivotal role, but mm. he's only in the first episode. I like Ben. I think he's very good. You like Ben Mendelsohn? Yeah. Yes, he's very good. He's Australian, you know. He is Australian. I did know that, yes. Who'd have thunk it? I know. Anyway, Green Mile, number four. Uh, number three. Mm. Ah, The Road to Perdition. So this is Sam Mendes' film. He made uh, um, Spectre and Skyfall. And um, 1917. And 1917. Sam. This was his film, which had a fantastic cast. The, the two leads were Tom Hanks and Paul Newman. And it also had Daniel Craig in a supporting role. This is where Sam Mendes met Daniel Craig and obviously uh. had him in mind when he came to the Bond film. It's an old-fashioned uh, 1920s gangster film. Uh, very dark, really stylish. From a filmmaking point of view, Luke, Yes. I think you would like it. Okay. The lighting, the direction, the uh, art design is all fantastic. But it's also a really good story. It's just very, very old-fashioned, and it's about uh, an old mob boss uh, kind of getting his comeuppance, and Tom Hanks is the man stuck between uh, the old boss and the new boss. It's very, very good. It sounds very good. I feel it's a very little I'll scene. I'll add that to Tom, my list. Add that to your list. It's a very little scene Tom Hanks film, but it is honestly one of his best. And it's it's so good to see Tom Hanks, who is now acting royalty where we are now. Yeah. He wasn't back then. He was just, you know, he was famous, but he wasn't as big as he is now, acting alongside Paul Newman, who was, of course, Hollywood royalty from the 50s and 60s. I, and, um, uh, yeah. I feel like you've already... Um, answered this question uh but what would you say was his defining role unless you're going to say it in like two seconds with number two or, or, or one? who tom hanks defining role yeah like the one where everyone went oh okay yeah he's gonna... uh, i think it was splash or big do you think so they were his yes okay they were the ones where people went he's a star he's a he's a star yes. he's a star who's a star uh number three <laughs> two two, two? Number two, Number two is Apollo 13. Haven't seen this yet. Could... No, I haven't. Uh, sometimes I wonder why you two are on this programme. Entertainment. I really do. So this is the story of Apollo 13. Kevin Bacon, Bill Paxton, um, Tom Hanks going into space. Uh, spoiler, they make it back. What? Uh, but it, it's thrilling. It's directed by Ron Howard. Um it's the true story of the Apollo 13 mission that kind of went wrong and they had to uh, find get get back in their space capsule. Um, and considering it's all contained in one small area for the most of the film, it, it's fantastic. And especially as most people know the uh, outcome of the film because it's historical fact. Yeah, uh, mm. it, it's, it's a thrilling ride. It's absolutely brilliant. This is one of the first films where actors and directors went up in the what's called the Vomit Comet where they go up so they can experience oh, weight, yeah. weightlessness. I think this is one of the first films where actors and directors did that. On the plane. So, so that they could actually film in weightless conditions. Yeah, mm. it's very good. Why don't you both add this to your list? You know what? I will. I'm going to add this to my list. Good. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. 
Moving on. And finally, number one. Finally, number one. Now, I've picked this for two reasons. One, to slightly annoy people. Um, well, that's because... so unlike you, Duncan. I know. Because um, no one would put this as number one on a list of Tom Hanks films, right. I don't think. <laughs> uh, but secondly, it's so little seen, <clears throat> and I don't know where you can watch it. Uh, my number one is well, what's Joe. What's the point? <laughs> my number one is Joe versus the Volcano. So this is another one with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Right. But it's kind of a fantasy adventure. Um, it's very strange. Uh, it looks like a Terry Gilliam film, but it's not. Uh, Tom Hanks plays a worker in a strange factory who ends up going on a voyage to throw himself into a volcano uh, to appease the gods of a small island and on the way meets um, Meg Ryan. You have, to, you have to watch it because it is so clever visually... Luke, from a Hello. filmmaking point of Why view. Why do you keep saying that? Is that because I did three years of film and TV? Yes. Visually, uh, it is incredible. Right, it's okay. A, it, it's a really, really clever film. It got slated on release and it was a huge disaster. Uh, and I think that's because everyone was expecting it's Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. It's going to be another lovey-dovey, yeah. sleepless in Seattle, you've got mail kind of film. And it wasn't. It was this weird fantasy adventure uh, but it is really good. I urge you to find it and see it. Okay. okay. It sounds a bit crazy, but I'm up for it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where's Forrest Gump? Uh, we will come to that in a couple of minutes with some other people's suggestions. Uh-huh. Uh, welcome back welcome to back. Monday Movies here on Wickham Sound 106.6 FM. Uh, what's, what's funny, everybody? You sound like a Dalek for two yeah, seconds. It was very yeah. odd. Did I? Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. It's very it's te- strange. It's technical issues. I uh, can't help it. It's nothing to do with me. <laughs> Um, still to come we've got what we've been watching and some film news but we're going to go back to my top 10 my Tom Hanks top 10 because uh, people have been in touch to say what the Um, I I agree with them well we'll come to your thoughts in a moment you two young gentlemen Uh, Amy has said um, I would personally put the terminal and you've got mail in there uh, but he's such a good actor, it's hard to put them in a top ten. Uh, Terminal didn't okay. get in there because I thought it was a schmaltzy mess, really. And you've got mail. Oh, I, like, I like the Terminal. Good grief, you've seen a film. Um, <laughs> that was very quick of you. <laughs> and you've got mail. I already had two Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan films in, so I thought three would be a bit too much, and that was probably the lesser of the three. Nick Keir uh, says The Money Pit, blooming hilarious film with Shelley Long and produced by Steven Spielberg. Uh, yes, but I think uh, Bachelor Party pipped Money Pit. Right. For me. But there we go. Tony Smith says, how come Forrest Gump didn't make the list? It's the question we're all asking, mm. to be honest. Uh, simply because I hate Forrest Gump with a passion. I've only seen it once when it came out in cinemas. I went to see it and I've never watched it again. I couldn't bear it. I had a problem from the start with the line... Um, you know that if there's one little thing in a film, sometimes you can a film can get away with anything and you just let yeah. it go. But sometimes there's just one thing in a film and you just think, no, I'm sorry. What I'm, was that? It was life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Well, you do because there's a piece of card in there with what each chocolate is. So you do know exactly what you're going to get. Life is oh, not dear, like dear, a box dear. of chocolates. Yeah, I agree, Colin. Colin, you're not supposed to be on yet. Go away. No, he's gone. <laughs> so i hate forrest gump defend it toby wow uh well it's all on you toby I, off you go i disagree um i right thoroughly... well moving on from that <laughs> i thoroughly enjoyed it i think i can speak for most people here i think to be honest i think 
I can't remember the timeline. I'm guessing Big came out before Forrest Gump. Is that oh, correct? way before. Yes, oh, okay. Yes, yes. I, I mean, f- f- as far as I knew, Forrest Gump was his kind of breakout, but I've got that timeline completely mixed up. So, oh, yeah. scrap that. But um, no, I, 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 yeah, I disagree. I think Forrest Gump was uh, a great film, and and it, you know, re- he he played such a great character in it, and. You know, I watched it at quite a young age and really, really enjoyed it. And I think, I mean, again, I haven't seen it for ages, but when I did you really, really watch it, it, Duncan? Were you young or? Uh, I watched it at the cinema when it came out, so oh. that would have been in 1994. I would have been 20. 1994, I was born. So, I mean, the, it, yeah. So be, before he, he, it's way into his career. So he had already mm. made. By the time he made uh, Forrest Gump, he had already made Splash, Bachelor Party, The Money Pit, Dragnet, Big, Turner and Hooch, The Burbs, Joe versus a Volcano, Bonfire of the Vanities, Sleepless in Seattle, A League of Their Own, and won an Oscar for Philadelphia. Right, okay. So he was already an Oscar-winning actor when he did Forrest Gump. And then they think, oh, well, you know, he might might have a few bad movies, but no, Forrest Gump just straight up there i mean well, you're you're in a in a in a group by you're in a minority yeah on rotten tomatoes uh 95 um said that they liked it do you think higher or lower for the reviewers or oh, reviewers will be lower yeah uh 70 yeah. yeah but then you're yeah. a reviewer Ooh. so there we go yeah no i just found it i found so what it, would you give it out of 10? uh five i remember yeah. it being schmaltzy um over, it's just overly sentimental and yeah I just really didn't like is it is it because it's a happy film I don't think it is a particularly happy it's not film really, no. it's, it's quite a miserable film it's just overly it's sentimental quite miserable. and all because you know and it's I don't know there's something about obviously there's something wrong with him and I'm not sure if I again if you watch the film again now I'm not sure if you're going to have sort of PC issues with it right mm. I'm not sure because like I say I haven't seen it for 30 years Maybe yeah. you should watch it. Maybe, yeah. All right. Do you know what I'm going to do? You're going to watch it. I'm going to add it to my list. Add it to your list. <laughs> I'll write it down in my book now. That's very there nice. There we go. Added to my list. Uh, but there we go. So, yes, if you've got any suggestions, do let us know. Oh, Paul Harrod said, no big. No, sorry. No. Splash made it instead of big. But big um, is great. Would that be number ones. 11? Yeah. Castaway? Uh, Castaway, I'm not a big fan of either. Uh, okay. I, I like it, but I don't think it's in his top ten personally. Okay. And Toy Story, yeah, Toy Story. I just, yeah. I just didn't include animation because Fair I, I feel <clears throat> if somebody else had voiced that role, it probably would have done just as well. Oh, I disagree. With yeah, that. Well, I disagree massively with it. I think there's yeah. a, for example, Hang for example, d- um, no, what on, was the on. animated film recently? Uh, Sonic, Frozen. Sonic, <laughs> no yes. Sonic. Um, you you said it'd been better if it was Ryan Reynolds, only because I didn't like the guy who did it. But exactly. now you've to- but you but might no, not no, no. like the guy. No, who no, 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 no. But now you've told me that the guy who does Sonic sounds exactly like Sonic. Yeah, but I still think Ryan Reynolds would have done a better so job. So that's why. Yeah, but anyway, let's not argue. Off, I didn't- I'm right. Okay, Toby. Okay. Off the off the top of your head, Duncan, if you had yes. to choose an actor to replace Woody's voice Ooh, good for question. Toy Story, who who would you pick? Oh crikey! Off the top of my head, Ryan yeah. Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds for every animated role, it would be Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. No, seriously um, though, just just quickly, we don't take up the whole show here. I'm just thinking if if it depends what it made because he was playing well, a at the same boy. time. 
Okay, if it's but I don't know how old um, Clint Eastwood would have been to play a cowboy. Okay. Okay, very different approach. Yeah. Hmm. What? I know. I think casting top... a cowboy. I, I well, think... that's not. It's not in my top ten. All right. Okay. You had your. You both had your chances to do a Tom Hanks top ten and you failed. <laughs> Instead, you had a top six and <laughs> something else. So anyway, uh, if you would like to disagree, you can Please get in do. contact via all mm. the usual methods. Should we get on to what we've been watching? Yes. Who'd like to start? And, uh, can I just say one thing very quickly? Of course, you can. I don't think we talked about this. Um, we meant, I think we were meant to talk about it a week ago or two weeks ago. Normal People, did you watch it? Uh, I've watched one episode. Uh, we were going to oh. talk about it this week because I thought I would have watched more. Oh, but, why, I will have... but why haven't you? Uh, You've got nothing go. to do. <laughs> I will have watched it by next week. Okay. okay. Welcome did, to the I, club. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome I, to the club, yeah. Yeah, because I do this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I have uh, watched one episode though, and we're going to continue. So okay, yeah, cool. Okay. Well, 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 so, uh, on the same subject, then, um, Toby, have you watched <laughs> that episode of Black Mirror that uh, well, I've been it, telling you to watch for six weeks? Touche. Um, hmm. No, I don't think it was called that. I've, <laughs> Didn't he play I've, Poirot? <laughs> <laughs> we. Uh, I've got the name of it right here next to me, and uh, that would have been watched. What's the name week. of it? San Junipero. Okay. Very good. All right. Lovely. Well, we so look forward will, to that next week. So, so uh, normal people and Sanjay Dupera next week. Excellent. Nice. Okay, good. Brilliant. Who would like to go first? Go on, you can start as it's your show. Okay, I'll start first. We'll <laughs> start with Alex Ryder. This is a new show, eight-part uh, series uh, on Amazon Prime. Do either of you know who Alex Ryder is? Yes. yes. I do. Yeah. yeah. I used to uh, read the books growing up. Ah, know. Did okay. You, did you, Luke? I pr- I need to look at the, look at his books, but I'm pretty sure I did. I think I'm getting yeah, confused with was, two people. It was Stormbreaker. Yes. Snakehead. Yes, point, I have. Point blank. Point blank. Yeah. Point blank. Sorry. Yes. Yes. One of them was Snakehead, and yeah. Toby, to but... answer your question, yes. Okay. So this is uh, Alex Ryder, an eight-part series based on the novels by Anthony Horowitz. Uh, they've taken the first two novels, Stormbreaker and Point Blank, and melded them together to make this eight-part series. Uh, obviously, it, there was a film called Stormbreaker a few years ago with Alex Pettifer, mm. who played Alex mm. Ryder, and that was supposed to lead to a franchise, but it didn't do very well, mainly because Alex Pettifer, Pettifer in the title role was uh, a personality vacuum. Uh, so now they've done a TV series. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Well, hang on. What do you mean? We had no personality. There was a oh. vacuum. Right, uh, now they've done a, an eight-part series on Amazon Prime. This stars Otto Farrant as Alex Ryder. If you don't know the story... Alex Ryder is a teenager. He is living, his parents are dead. He's living with his uncle. His uncle is mysteriously killed. It turns, uh, Alex Ryder discovers that his uncle used to be a, a, a special agent with his, uh, not CIA, MI6. He was a spy. And um, he becomes a spy to find out what happened to, he becomes recruited by the same agency to become a spy to find out what happened to his uncle. So that was the story of the first film and the story of the first two books. This is taking the first two books where he has to become uh, an, obs- uh, an, uh, an errant teenager so that he can be put into the Point Blank School in the French Alps to find out what's going on because um, the MI6 think it's uh, a front for something else. Okay. So that's the story. It's done over eight episodes. They've aged him up because I think in the books, Alex Ryder is about 13 in this, uh, he's now been made 16, so he's slightly older. Um, 
they've obviously thrown a lot of money at it because everything looks very good. Um, the problem with it is it's just a bit... Bo I mean, I've watched three and a bit episodes now, and if I, I'm being honest, if I was a 15-year-old kid, I wouldn't have got through the first episode because we're three episodes in and he's not even reached the school yet. He's not got any gadgets. Uh, there's oh, really? Been no, yes, mm. there's been no action. It's all been talk. So it's it's kind of falling between these two stools because they obviously want it to appeal to kids who read the books, and mm. but they also want it to appeal to adults who used to read the books. Mm. Yeah, that's okay. And because it's got to appeal to the kids, they can't have too much blood and guts and violence. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And because it's got to appeal to the adults, it can't be too childish. So right. it ends up somewhere in the middle and being neither and being quite lifeless. And to match Stormbreaker, the film, Otto mm. Farrant in the title role is a huge personality vacuum. <laughs> I mean, he has no personality whatsoever. But then do you think that because he's not, you're not enjoying it? No, uh, from the first five minutes, I was oh. like, oh, crikey, is that, he's going to be Alex Ryder, is he? Right. Oh. Are you sure because, that's not just the character? I mean, I've, I've not read the books, uh, but I was expecting a young James Bond. That's what I thought so this was So more of a Kingsman? Like. Uh, yes, my other half said this is a bit like Kingsman, isn't it? And I thought, yeah, only not entertaining. <laughs> just not very, I mean, we are going to finish it, but... It, you don't it want really, to. It's really hard work, and I can't imagine 15, 16-year-old kids sitting through this when they could watch Kingsman or James Bond. Mm. But anyway, yeah. if you fancy giving it a go, it's eight episodes. It's called Alex Ryder and it is on Amazon Prime now. Very nice. Mm. Okay. Uh, over to you, Toby. Well, I quickly, I'll recap. I watched um, a rewatch whiplash, which is one of my favorite films, the film about jazz drumming. Um, and he, are you a drummer? Yes. Oh, so that's that's why that's probably why I like mm. it so much. But it's uh, Miles Teller. The first film I saw Miles Teller in, and he's he's an amazing actor, and he plays uh, a jazz drummer who gets into um, uh, the best music school, um, well, in the states in New York, and he gets um, chosen to be in the main the main best band, which is run by J.K. Simmons, uh, who won an Oscar for his performance, and he absolutely deserved it i thought the scenes with them two are so intense and jk simmons absolutely smashed that role um, and yeah again even even again watch even i've seen it before watching those scenes it's still intense it's still shocking it's still it's crazy but um i highly highly recommend it Definitely. It is very, very good. And it's directed mm. by Damien Chazelle, who went on to make La La Land and mm. his current series about jazz music. Mm. Uh, the Eddie is on Netflix now as well. Mm. So well, how that. did you watch Whiplash? Uh, I bought the DVD because... Oh. It was how very retro of you. How very I know, retro. I know. Well, um, because I went on Amazon because it was on Netflix for a while and then they took it off. And then they... They do that. It's very annoying. Yes, and then it was on Amazon, but then I had to sign up to another thing called Star Play or something. I don't know if you've heard of this. Uh, yes, I it's have. It's another thing through Amazon. Yes, I was like, I a separate platform, yes. Yeah, I was like, I'm not doing that. So, And the okay. DVD was a pound. So oh, well, just, there you go. So well yeah, worth. so I bought that. Okay, so that's so, Whiplash, which is available on DVD for a pound. Go grab is. one now. Uh, Luke. Thank you. 
Um, Tell us something you've watched. Pick one or two, Duncan. Number two. Uh, I have watched uh, Mal- Maleficent, mm. uh, Mistress of Evil, which is the sequel to the 2014 film Maleficent, mm. uh, starring Angelina Jolie um, as Maleficent. Um, I had to do a quick Wikipedia read of the first one to remember what happened because I watched it, but it's been so long that I can't actually remember what happened. Um and I actually listened to Monday movies as well from when we spoke about it. Well, that's it. the best place to get it's all the your best place to listen to. Films. Yes. Um, and I remember I really enjoyed the first one. It was it was it was one of their first live action ones, wasn't it? That Disney yes, it did. Was, I think, yeah. um, so I was, you know, really surprised at how good it was and loved it. This one. Oh, not as much of a fan of it as I was the first one. Um, Maleficent at the end sort of is everyone loves her you know she's she's not evil anymore and then this one it's sort of like has that all just been forgotten um i i thought it was really good but just not as good um as the first one okay but i think i think all the acting was very good in it the cgi was very good the special effects because you know a lot of those um characters are 100 percent cgi or you know the wings are very um, obviously CGI. The wings aren't real. <laughs> the wings aren't real. No. <laughs> wow. So I thought the special effects were really, really good in it. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, you, I mean, you saw the castle for ages when it was outside yes, your office. Yes, outside my door. Yes, it yeah. was. Office, not your door. Okay, so Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, which is available on Sky Cinema and also uh, on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I think I would give it a six. Oh, so not that Six right. or seven. Six or seven. Let's go for six and a half. Six point seven. Okay. Uh, and what was the other film that you watched, Luke? Oh, haven't you got another one? I thought we were going round in a circle. No, because I know you're going to be quick. Oh. And we, yeah, we, we haven't got long. No, okay. Uh, go the other film that I watched was mm. Men in Black International, mm. uh, which is the fourth film in the franchise and is kind of a reboot. Um, there are some familiar characters, um, but that p- portray their roles that were either in the, the second or third um, and this is where we all fall out because I really enjoyed oh it. Oh my god! I really? I really enjoyed the film. I and haven't I... seen this, so I can't. Oh, do you know what you should do? <laughs> to your list. <laughs> I was certainly Don't going. Add it to your list. <laughs> I was certainly going. Oh, we're gonna have such an argument on Monday because I know Duncan hated it. Oh, I thought it was terrible. Apart from Camille Nanjani as the tiny little creature. Thing. Yes, he's yeah, Hilarious. he's brilliant. The other bit is um cause of Chris Hemsworth in the um lead role and Tessa Thompson. Yes. Um who obviously they were filming Thor Ragnarok mm. uh when they auditioned for the part, which is cool. Mm. Um but there's one part in there where Thor reaches for a tiny hammer. Oh sorry, Chris Hemsworth even <laughs> reaches for a <laughs> tiny hammer but does it as Thor as Thor. Mm. Uh, and it's very funny. But I really enjoyed it. I thought the special effects in it were very, very good. Oh, um no. I Toby, I think you should watch it. And and settle this argument. I have to say, I remember watching the train and thinking, nah, don't think I like that. But well, good judgment. Got, there's, two, there's two very different opinions here. So I, yes. I thoroughly well, enjoyed it. You can be the deciding vote, yeah. but I thought okay. it was a huge waste of time and talent. Ooh. Oh, I mean, I wouldn't say it was deep. I wouldn't say it was Chris Hemsworth's best role at all. But no. I um, I thought, I yeah, I really really enjoyed it. Okay. All right. Well, Luke, you're going to have... Uh, Toby, you're going to have to have the deciding vote. You're going to have to watch it. Okay. Right. Uh, so put that to the top of the list. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so you can, um, yeah, see who sure. you agree with. 
me, okay. obviously. <laughs> uh, we'll have some more of what we've been watching and we'll talk to Colin in just a moment. She oh, sounds so much better than oh, that person no. that was doing the breakfast show last week. Oh, just leave it yeah, Okay. Uh, welcome back to Monday Movies here on Wickham Sound 106.6 FM. We've got 15 minutes to go after the news at 8 o'clock. Colin will be here for Chatsworth and he joins us now. Hello, Colin. Hooray, Colin's here. Hurrah, Colin. Hello, thank you very much. Thank Good to much. have a professional broadcaster on the show for at least five minutes. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm very well. And how are you? This, I'm this very well, thank you. Very well. I'm still struggling to accept it's June. I know, is it's it? crazy. Mm. Oh, crikey, okay. I didn't realise, oh yeah. It is Eight June. days in now as well. Oh. Over a week of it we've had. We're nearly halfway through a year that has been a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> that hasn't been we've, a year really. In fact, it's got worse since we spoke last, last week. Hasn't, hasn't it? Yeah. We thought last week it couldn't get any worse. And guess what? Some America said, hold my beer. <laughs> We're going to make it worse. Watch this. <laughs> yeah, watch what we can do. Anyway, Colin, what's coming up on Chatsworth this evening? Well, we have some top comedy. Well, hopefully top comedy. Uh, we'll be speaking to stand-up comedian and comedy writer uh, Paul Carenza, who you might not recognise his name, but he's written on the likes of Miranda and uh, Not Going Out, which is oh. two of my favourite shows. So uh, he's performing at the St Andrews Shop Comedy Festival, which is on uh, three nights uh, in a couple of weeks. And we'll be chatting to Steve from St Andrews Bookshop as well to talk about what it's been like putting this online comedy festival together. Is someone hoovering? I was going to say, uh, I can hear hoovering. hoovering in the background. Oh. It keeps going in and out now. That's gone. Oh, what's... Toby? It's on me. Oh, there, there you go. That's all it. Go. <laughs> and also, we'll be hearing from Clive Woodward, uh, not the rugby coach, uh, but the actor uh, locally based. He's doing an online show, uh, which he's recorded at Bolter's Lock uh, for uh, Norton Farm. Is he related to Edward? Edward Woodward, no. But there's oh. a funny thing about that. If you take the D's out, it's just Ewa Woo Woo. Yeah, Edward Woodward was a famous actor. I thought maybe he was related to him. No, Clive Woodward, he's been in um, film and theatre and TV and stuff. Oh, okay. No, I, he Good. might be. I don't know. I don't know. Well, why don't you ask him? <laughs> yeah, ask <laughs> Colin. Come on. We'll try and find out for you. You're, you're into it. Woodward. Come on, be professional. <laughs> Where's your research? Come on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I'll add that at the end. Okay, good. Uh, is, uh, Colin, uh, Chatsworth is here after the news at 8 o'clock. Sorry, I didn't know if you... I suddenly realised... Well, I didn't realise if you'd finished, and I suddenly panicked and that I was cutting you off. As well. The vacuuming's been done as well. That's good. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Good. Okay. Uh, well, we look forward to listening. Enjoy the rest of your programme. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you, Thank you Colin. Colin will be here. After the news at 8 o'clock. Uh, okay, what we've been watching. Toby. Uh, I've also seen... watching? I've also seen um, Ozark season two. I think I'm on the last episode now. But uh, I watched it the first season a long time ago and then I kind of just left it, forgot about it, and um, and then came back to it and it's all kicking off. Because you've seen all three seasons, haven't you? I have finished all three, yes. Okay. Um, if you think it's all... kicking off now, you wait until season three. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, it's just... I think it's the story is, is really, really great. And I think the characters... Is, I think one of my favourite characters is actually Ruth, who, um, who plays the owner of the, the strip club. And uh, she's just very sassy. She, she, just, she just doesn't deal with anyone. You know, she, she won't take any rubbish mm. rubbish yeah rubbish thank you uh yeah she won't take it so yeah she's probably one of my favorite characters just because some of her lines are absolutely great and um no it's uh jason bateman who's one of one of my favorite actors and and the i can't remember her name laura linney 
thank you. Um, but it's, yeah, it's set in the Ozark and there's a lot of cartel and money laundering. And it's, it's very good. I think I've had, so I had one friend who really enjoyed it. And then I had another friend who said, who got bored of it. So you have to, the first few episodes, it takes a while to kind of learn to to get into it. But once you get into it, it really does kick off. And, you know, one episode, something bad happens and then, it kind of gets resolved kind of, and then something else terrible happens at the end of the next episode. It's just like a domino effect. It's just mm. getting worse and worse and worse really. So I mean, because, tra- yeah, because it was, uh, for people who don't know, it's about um, an accountant who finds out mm. he's been working for the mob and he mm-hmm. has to relocate his family to the Ozarks yeah. so that he can launder money for the mob until he's paid back everything that the mob boss is owed. Mm-hmm. And because it was about a normal person doing illegal things to help his family, mm-hmm. when it first started three years ago, I think it got a lot of unfair criticism as being called Breaking Bad Light. Because obviously mm-hmm. Breaking Bad was okay. about a man yeah. who was doing something illegal to help his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it suffered because of that for the first few episodes. But once you get into it, mm-hmm. it becomes exactly. its own thing. And by season three, mm-hmm. I mean, there's the last episode of season three, your jaw will literally hit the floor. I think I nearly dropped a glass of something I was... Um, wow! Holding during season, the last episode of season three. No, I'm I'm excited. I mean, if if I already think it's kicking off, and you said next season's going to kick off, then oh, yeah. yeah, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, I would I would highly recommend it. You've got to stick with it. But it is very good, and it's uh, it looks very gloomy. Yes, as well. it's got a, yes, it's got a very distinctive. Was that the weather forecast or no, yeah. it's, <laughs> every it's scene? Is, every scene has kind. Yeah. It, it's all it's, filmed it's in been, blues and greens. Oh basically. yeah, no, no, I think it's been color graded. Yeah, um, that way. Yeah. Mm. What so I was going to what I was going to say about Maleficent. Mal- Mal- oh, we're going back to that. Was that a, a lot of it is very very hard to see. Oh, really? Because it's all just at night. And I was just like, oh. who is that? I can't Jeez. actually tell. Are you watching on a TV <laughs> or a laptop? On a TV. Oh, okay. Has it been dusted recently? Yeah, it's been dusted, yes. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, so that is Ozark. Three seasons. They're all available to stream mm. on Netflix now. Now. Um, streaming on Amazon Prime now are the first two seasons of Jack Ryan. So Jack Ryan is based on the character created by Tom Clancy. He was played by Alec Baldwin in The Hunt for Red October, by Harrison Ford in Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger, and... Ben Affleck in Clear and Peasant Danger. Um, so now he's been reincarnated as a TV character uh, in a two eight-part uh, seasons. He's a CIA analyst. So the film's make him out to be kind of a James Bond action man, when in fact in the books he's just an analyst who analyzes data and tells people where to go. So this is closer to the books, so I'm told. He's played by uh, John Krasinski, um, mm. Uh, as an analyst, he still goes, travels the world, but he's in a, more in a background position than other people are doing the fighting. Uh, the first season is about um, some uh, people from, I think it's Saudi Arabia, who want to unleash a virus. Very, um, what's the word? Topical. Topical for now. Ironic. Yes, want to unleash a virus in, in America and he has to put a stop to it. The first couple of episodes are really good and then it gets bogged down in detail and becomes very talky and there's a lot less action i finished the first season uh and i won't be watching the next one. Oh dear oh wow really i just i just yeah I, the first two episodes i thought were really good really got you into it and then the next six really took a long time to get nowhere very fast 
which was a shame because he's very good in it. Uh, he's very good as Jack Ryan, but it, I just think it wasted um, an opportunity. It's, it's created by Carlton Cuse, who did Lost and uh, the TV version of Bates Motel, the Psycho spinoff, okay. which are both very good. But this was just, I don't know, there was just some, a spark was missing. A spark was missing. There was a spark missing and I missed the spark. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> but if you want to watch it, there are two seasons and they're both available now on uh, Amazon Prime. And the last thing that we've all been watching mm-hmm. is on Netflix and it's the new comedy from the creators of The Office starring Steve Carell and John Malkovich and it's Space Force. Yes. Luke, mm-hmm. tell us about Space Force. Uh so Space Force is interesting because I started watching this going, is this based on kind of a true story? Um, because it works on a, a central group of people tasked with establishing uh, the sixth branch of the United States Armed Forces, uh, the United States Space Force. Um, Steve Carell plays Mark Narid. Ned. 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 Uh, who is the first general on, on Space Force. He's just been uh, promoted. He thinks he's going to be taking over uh, from the, uh, the, in the Air Force, but actually he's going to be fronting uh, the United, Space, United States Space Force, uh, which is uh, an actual thing uh, which started in 2019. And there are, there are some hints towards it as well. Yes, <clears throat> it is. I think... Um, I think the creators, uh, I forgot his name, Steve Carell is one of the co-creators. Uh, Greg Daniels is the yes. other guy who created it. I think they saw the announcement of Space Force and phoned each other up and said, this would make a show. This would be good. And that's how they created the show. Uh, so what did you think of it, Toby? Well, I've only seen the first two episodes. I haven't actually finished it. But right. I think it's okay. Yeah. I. It's not as funny as I thought it would be. Do it's you... not bad but it's not it's different to what i thought it'd be and it's okay i think i'm gonna be honest the trailer does a much better job because mm. i i said last week oh the trailer's amazing i really want to see that mm. and then started watching it going oh but then do you mm. think it's more for like an american audience that likes the american office and things like that um i'm not sure i've i've finished it so i've watched right. all 10 okay. episodes and um a friend of mine warren once hi warren parish, uh, he's watching it. He hasn't finished it. And I, he, what he said, I agree with. He said he is enjoying it, but if it didn't have the big stars in it, he probably wouldn't have carried on. Yeah. Mm. If it was unknowns in it and you weren't getting the laughs, you wouldn't have carried But because it's Steve Carell and John Malkovich and Ben Schwartz, um, you're going to carry on watching it. I did enjoy it. I chuckled. I didn't, you know, laugh out loud. At no. It's not a mm. belly laugh show, but I did find it, past time i just feel like it's lacking something yes i, I don't know what lacking, it is it's lacking big laughs well yes mm. and i think it's because i don't know it's because that they're, they're trying to make something um funny out of something serious but the serious thing is actually quite funny yeah mm. so it doesn't matter what they do president trump is doing it funnier yeah yeah so they, they're on to you know they can't win no. but I, I watched it all the way to the end and I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's not a bad show. I mean, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's, mm. it's okay. Steve Carell I mean, is very good at doing the buttoned up thing. And as long as they keep Steve Carell and John Malkovich on yeah. opposite sides clashing, which they have to, they keep coming together and agreeing at, yeah. at the end of certain episodes. But they 
all the way through they are clashing although i i think right at the end they are in agreement on most things and if there's going to be a second season that has to change because there has to be that dynamic mm. to keep it going i think it's but one no, of those one of those things where the trailer looks better than the actual show mm. yeah i mean i will continue watching it yeah it's it's yeah i i think my hopes are a bit high i think maybe my expectations are a bit high so okay well i think it's worth worth a go and they're only 25 minute episodes or 30 Mm. minute episodes and there's Mm. only 10 of them so and if you've got netflix you probably watched everything else so exactly (laughs) watch that as well (laughs) all episodes are streaming on netflix now uh next week uh we've already decided what are we going to be watching we're going to be reviewing um uh, normal people oh yeah yeah well you're going to be uh and also, there's two films which we're going to watch and review because okay. they're ones on Netflix and ones on Disney Plus. Uh, Defive Bloods, Spike Lee's new film, uh, is dropped on Netflix on Friday, and Artemis Fowl is on Disney Plus on Friday. So that's what we're going to be reviewing next week. Lovely. Okay. Very quickly, because uh, we haven't got a lot of time left for film news, but cinemas, believe it or not, are planning on opening in four weeks' time. Um, How? Which- it's quite scary. Cineworld uh, made a statement to The Guardian. They said Cineworld currently anticipates that government restrictions related to cinemas will be lifted in each of its territories by July. Subject to this and confirmation of the schedule for film releases, Cineworld anticipates the reopening of all its cinemas in July. Uh, the statement does not include specifics on social distancing measures uh, that they expect to see in their cinemas, but it did explain they have put in place procedures to ensure a safe and enjoyable cinema cinema experience for its employees and customers they're gonna have so, to they're gonna have to have like one screen on and then halfway go, through we'll, that film what, there'll be another screen opens i'll just go through view and audio and then we can go into specifics okay. in the podcast extras lovely uh okay. view cinemas has confirmed it's aiming to open on july the 4th with various measures in place as well as in as enhanced cleaning and employee protection protocols. Their company statement says that measures include physical iso- physically isolating family groups through their online booking system and staggering film times to maintain social distancing uh, and operate responsibly. Uh, the boss, Tim Richards, told The Telegraph that the company has taken deep cleaning protocols from when the SARS outbreak hit the company's cinemas in Taiwan in 2002. Uh, and Odeon... Oh, guess what? My computer went wrong just then. Oh, no. Uh, there what? we go. Odeon. Uh, Odeon hasn't officially announced its reopening plans, but the chain have confirmed to Deadline.com that it wants to reopen everything in early July. Whether this is the July 4th date remains to be seen, but the company added that reopening depends on government regulations and having a strong lineup of films in place for our guests to enjoy. They said, we're working closely with national cinema associations and governments as we introduce additional health and safety protocols across all of our sites. So it looks like they are all looking to open by the first week of July, as if they're desperate to be open for when Tenet is released (laughs) on July 17th. I was about to say, Christopher Nolan's threatened them. That's what it is. Yeah, you better open. I don't, every other film has moved its release date. Tenet has been on July 17th since Christmas and he, he has refused and Warner Brothers have refused to move this date. But and after... it's as though they're all rushing um, to get it I done. Mean, What's on after I mean, Tenant, though? Uh, Mulan is on the 24th. Okay. So there's two big films for two weeks. And then what? <laughs> well, I'm not sure. We, we'll have to have a look at that next week. But okay. yeah, or that's the what they're hoping to do. I mean, to be fair, he said he wasn't going to move it, and now he might not have to. Well, no. I looks like he was right but uh 
We'll Sorry, see. Duncan, we've, got to, we've got to speed up. Come on. We've got to speed up. That's why. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, that's <laughs> it for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Oh. There'll be more on the podcast, uh, which will be available on the usual podcast supplier uh, later in the week. Toby, Luke, thank you very much. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you. Uh, Colin is up next with Chatsworth uh, at eight o'clock, and we'll be next back next week where we'll be looking at normal people, normal people, Artemis Fowl and Da Five Bloods. But now with the time approaching eight o'clock, it's time to go over to the Sky Newsroom for the latest national and international news headlines. You're listening to Wickham Sound online on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM. See, look, I just don't care. I just either lots of cream. Oh, shut up. Shut up. It doesn't matter. No. How can you still be talking about it? In an hour. (sighs) Anyway, that was a show. It's good. Flew by time, didn't it? Lots of content, which is nice. Mm. Very good. Uh, lots of reviews and loads of stuff for next week. Yeah. Mm. I forget, Toby, have you got Disney Plus? No. Oh, so you won't be watching uh, Artemis Fowl? No. Okay, but He's you will be watching... He's fallen foul to it. <laughs> that doesn't work. Um, <laughs> so, but you Funny. will be watching The Five Bloods? Yes. I Good. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about Artemis Fowl is, again, I tried to get into the books as a, as a kid, but I just... Never could get into them. I've not... too, too small. There's no door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just couldn't fit in. No. Um... <laughs> We're going in I, head first. I, I mean, that's a terrible way to go. Honestly, I think I tried reading it about three times. And I just couldn't get through it. I just couldn't get oh. into it. Well, we so. will let you know what we think of the film I version. I haven't week. haven't read or heard of character, so all okay. new. Exciting stuff. Uh, that and Normal People next week and Death Five Bloods, Death Five Spike Bloods. Lee's new film, which premieres on Netflix on Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about um, cinema openings um, and Toby asked me off air about Empire. They're not listed on the news article. Uh, and the funny thing is, I just told him, whenever I drive past the Empire Cinema in Wickham at the moment, it it actually looks like it's been gutted and it's closed down rather than oh, really? just closed. I hope not. I'm sure I it hasn't. Not. No. That's, that's my, kind that's of what my it looks like. go-to. That's my kind of go-to. Yeah. Uh, so a question for you two. Oh, if the cinema's open on July 6th, as they're planning to, no. will you be... Will, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, yes. I feel like it's yeah. just too early. If someone, So say if someone's got... You know, they don't realise they have it. But if what if we say you're going to the cinema, you're going to watch Christopher Nolan's new film and there'll only be four people in that cinema? But then what about if someone sneezes? It doesn't matter if you're two metres away. If it gets into the air con... Yeah, but if you're in Sainsbury's, that's the same. Well, I've not been in Sainsbury's. No, I know. You haven't left the confines of your house, but normal <laughs> people have. So me and Toby will be going. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go, yeah. I'm sure they'll put in... I mean, I don't know how they're going to... I how think it's too early. It. They, I mean, if like, if there's 100 seats, yeah. I reckon they're going to fit 25 people max. See, yeah. like, but then, if you think about Cineworld... Yes. They, they're going to have to cut that in half... So if you're, because you're going to have to, I reckon what they'll do is so if in Cineworld Wickham, if you're listening to this, not in Wickham, they've got a corridor and they've got like a T-shape of screens. So I reckon it will be a one one way round. So if you want to go to a screen, you have to go up up the left hand side and then round to get no, to the I screen. No, I think, I think Cineworld have said, Cineworld have said that they're going to do something with the screening time. So okay. I think what, that they'll make sure 
that when a film is going in, when the film's going to start, only one film of the however many they're showing is starting at that time. Right. And when a film comes out, only one screen is coming out at a time, and that's at a different time than that screen's coming in. So I mean, a lot of someone, someone in each cinema has got to, yeah. They're Good luck, managers. Some, they're going to have to do some maths yeah. and <laughs> make sure. But yeah, and I think every every screen will have cordoned off. Areas. area to go in and out mm. it will just mean that you know you're not going to have three you're not going to have a film on like four times it'll probably be on like twice yes because the mm. each screen will have to be deep cleaned yeah. between screenings mm. so but that's then what about be... like getting food and drink because are they going to have one person getting food and drink at a time because it's well, not no, food, getting food and drink will be the same as people queuing up now at uh, well, coffee yeah. shops but do you think it will because in city one and wickham there's three lines Oh no, Sydney World of Wickham, there's five lines. Five lines. Do you think um, what what they should do and what I hope they do and keep in place is one snake line. Fine. So yeah. that, because whenever I go there and I stand in with the shortest line, yeah, it ends up one. taking the longest yeah. time to get and it should just be one well, line. Like they and do think, at Empire. Yeah, and yeah. I think they'll do that and then they'll keep it, which is good. Let's hope so. Mm. But yes, it's going to be interesting. Interesting. I mean, I don't go, as I was saying to Toby, I don't go in the evenings when it's busy. When I go, there's normally only three people in the cinema yeah. anyway. So for mm. me, it's not going to make a huge difference unless everybody starts going at the times that I go because they think it's going to be quiet. But then people are going back to work. So what, what, yeah. things are opening as of today. Schools go back. Yeah, but I normally go at 10 o'clock on a Saturday morning True. when it's empty. And you probably have a lot of people thinking, oh, do you know what? We won't go tonight. We'll go at 10 o'clock in the morning when see, it's quiet. See, I, I don't think a lot of people are going to go back. It'll be very interesting to see how many people actually go to the cinema. Okay. <clears throat> because and then there's nothing... I mean, who really wants to go at Tenant? Do you think it, well, Duncan does? But other than you... I, no, Tenant is going to be a huge... It was going to be one of the biggest films of the year. Was, but do you think now people are going to be like, eh? No, I think people are yeah. still going to go and sit, yeah. It's going to be very interesting. I, I think it will have a, a little drop-off. Oh, bye, Duncan. Definitely. Oops, oh, God. Go on, carry on, Toby. <laughs> no, I was, I was just going to say, I, I agree. I think it will have a a little drop-off. Yeah. Um, you know, it, yeah, it definitely won't be as many people watching it as there would have been if this didn't happen. This no. pandemic didn't happen, so I think it will have a little drop-off, but I think it will still be... Do you think they're going to have... Uh, do you think they'll have longer runs? Well, they'll have to, because if... Not only can they... You know, they can't have as many showings mm. and they can't have as many people in each showing as they normally would. So, I mean, the tenant could be on in the cinema for six months. Yeah. I mean, they haven't got anything in, else to put on for six months. To so. get everybody in who wants to see so it. So we've got mm. Tenant, Mulan mm. a couple of weeks after. Tenet, we've got Mulan, we've got Black Bond. Widow, Bond. Yeah, so so how far is... Um, Quiet Place 2. Quiet Place 2. How much is the gap between them all? So Tenant's out first, then Mulan, you said, a couple of weeks after. Then is it Black Widow? Uh, I don't know if they've redone all their. Um... Because uh, do you think Marvel are going to go? Hold I would. The line, I would imagine up, Marvel are going to think. Well, let's put Black Widow on after the New Year. No, no, they won't do no? that. No. Okay. Um, let's have a look. Tenet let's is on look. July seventeenth. Right now, uh, Mulan is on the twenty fourth. Uh, Summerland, which isn't a big film, is also on the 24th. Spongebob uh, movie is on July 31st. Oh, wow. I'm going to go and see that. Uh, that was a big hit, the first I know, one. That, that is. is a big film. Um, <coughs> excuse me. The one and only Ivan, which is a big um, animation, is on August the 14th. The Secret Garden is August the 14th. Wonder Woman is August the 14th. 
Uh, Bill and Ted, August 21st. Um, bum, bum, bum. A Quiet Place, September the 4th. Blythe Spirit, Dream Horse and Sound of Metal are all September the 4th. Conjuring, September the 11th. The King's Man, September the 16th. So there's a film every week. Yeah. Candyman, mm. September I just don't 25th. know if, if next month is... And, uh, you know, especially with what's been happening over the last couple of weeks, you know, we might be in the middle of a second peak by then. Well, uh, well yes. Tenet will make... Um, well, Tenet, love it, the way you're saying it. How do you say it? Tenet. I think it's Tenet. Tenet. Tenet, sorry. Tenet, yeah. sorry. Um, no, I like God, Tenet. God, Toby, you should be. <laughs> I like Tenet. Tenet. What is it? No, David Tenet. 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 Think Shakespeare. With Tenet. Um, surely that if if this does, does go to plan, that movie will actually make history. It'll be the first film back in the cinemas after the pandemic. In this country, yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, cinemas in other countries are already open. open yeah. Yeah, yeah, Iceland true, are all true. open. Uh, right, a lot of Asian fine, countries fine. are open. So yeah, we seem to for- we seem to forget. We just think of England and U- and America, and we forget that other countries are you know back coronavirus to free. V- v- um, New, New Zealand, Zealand now are coronavirus free and they're all reopening everything this week because See, they've that's... got no new cases and they've got no deaths and no one's in hospital. So... That's the problem. Mm. We've still got lots of people in hospital. I mean, mm. it's only still Monday. So there, yeah. It's only 55 today, but it is a Monday and it always yeah. takes a couple of days after the weekend. There's still a chance we might have a second peak. I just think that July is too soon. I think maybe more the end of, like, middle of August, September, when we can see if there is a second peak. Um What's it? In, I, I don't expect you to know the answer to this question, uh, but I'm still going to answer it. Ask it. Okay. Uh, in New Zealand, are cinemas open now or were they open beforehand? Because let's uh, be honest, New Zealand have done a great job. I don't know. Good. I didn't think you did, but I thought it might be worth asking a question. Uh, I think they were. Op- I think they're open now. I don't think they were open before. Right. I don't think. I'll check for you though. Thank you. I just feel like you know we should follow, and I know it's it's working differently in each country. But you know they've they've opened everything now because they have nothing, no yeah. new cases, no new deaths. Whereas we've still got new cases and new deaths. I think yes. it's a bit <clears throat> a bit yeah. too early. Um, just trying to find out some information for oh, you. Oh, okay. Uh, hold the line, caller. Okay, Toto. No, accept to move on. No updates, thank you. No notifications. Crikey, getting onto a website is a pain. In <laughs> really, really, isn't it? Um. Uh, according to Michael Hawkins, who's executive director of the National Association of Cinema Operators Austra- Australasia, uh, the issue is to do with lack of available movies to screen uh, more than it is to do with gathering restrictions because uh, they presently limit group sizes to 10, uh, increasing to tw- oh, they've increased to 20 now, uh, and 100 people max in the space at any one time. So I've just looked so, on um, the... 30 indie venues have reopened... In New Zealand, mainly in smaller locations. Okay. So one of the big cinemas looks like opening on the 11th of June. Yeah, major chains are said to be eyeing a mid to late June reopening. Yeah. Uh, But again, it's subject to... So they're not worried about filling the cinemas. No. They're worried about not having films Films, to show. That is their their main concern. But again, they've they've done it when they've got no new cases, no new deaths, where we have still got both of those things. Yeah. So I just think... (sighs) I mean, just Aust- a little bit early. In Australia, mm. Northern Territories are opening cinemas on June the fifth, so they're open. And South Australia are opening their cinemas uh, today. And, and what is it like in Australia now? 
Australia, I have very few cases. Right. I know. I mean, I know more about South Australia because that's where my other half's from and the, yeah. the family is. They've had no deaths for a couple of weeks and they've got no new cases for two weeks. See? Uh, but what they did was they closed their borders in yeah. March. Yeah. And so I just let anybody in. And the quarantine that they did, the quarantine that we're doing is apparently you fly in and say, this is where I'm staying and someone from the government might check up on you. Yeah. When you flew into Australia, if you did during the pandemic, you had to stay in a hotel by the airport, given to, by, put there by the government, and they made sure you didn't leave. Right. And that's how mm. they controlled the I just pandemic, think, and that's why they've got no cases. I just think it's too early. Again, all of those have either got very few or none, yeah. whereas mm. we have got more. And after the last bank holiday and last exactly. weekend and this current weekend, it'll be interesting to see in a week's time or two weeks time how that has affected yeah. and whether we do get a second peak. And by then, mm. cinemas will be about to open. Yeah. So, so we're okay. having all this news. They might be they might be forced closed again. Yeah. So the fact is, Tenet will will open on <laughs> July seventeenth, but it just might not open here. Yeah. Mm. But it will definitely be open in Australia, in New Zealand, in Iceland, in Finland, all these places, South Korea, all these places that have done everything right mm. without wanting to get too political. Mm. <sighs> you political? We, Surely not. Yeah, well, let's let's not go there because no. we might get taken off air. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we'll with see. everything like this pandemic, well, you just have to wait, wait and see, don't you? Wait and see. 2020, exactly. the year we waited and see is what happened. The way we waited and seed. <laughs> Yeah. That's Good. It, that's the news. That's the news. There was no other news. There's nothing else to talk about. Goodbye. Lovely to see you. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> da, 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 Don't da, let da. the door hit you on the way out. Nice. <laughs> anything, else? anything else? I don't know. Have we? Toby, anything? Um, I don't think so. Okay. I might watch Dora the Explorer for next week as well. I highly recommend it. Because again, I saw it was on Sky Cinema. Other. Yep places to buy films are available but mm. that's just one of them that i have um something fell over someone just fell over <laughs> something fell over it's fine um yes yeah, so i'm gonna i might watch that as well i highly recommend it. it is a surprisingly fun movie yeah mm. right bye then cool <laughs> how should we end um mm. song and dance okay da 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 no. no. All right, then. Toby looks singularly unimpressed by <laughs> all of that. Um, right. Well, we'll see you next week. Yes. Right. Podcast will be see out at some week. point. I don't even they're think... Li they're listening to this. It's, this is the podcast. Oh, yeah. Last week's no, might... No good, no good <laughs> saying the podcast will be out. They're already listening to it. Last week's might be out by now. Well, well if, they, if they're listening to this one, they would have got last week's one as well. Who knows? Oh, is, is last week's I one don't not know. out yet? As of yet, I don't Hang think on. it's out yet. Let me have a look for you. Or if it is, it only went up today. So apologies about that. Oh dear, that's uh, last week's. Let's have a look. Could be 10. No, episode 9, no. No. <gasps> it's still not there. Well, you get two for, two for one. It's like we're living in the past. <laughs> I know. Cool. All right then. Well, good. Good. Right. see you next week. See you next week. See you, Goodbye. Next week. see you next week. And see you next week. And see you next week. See you and you next week. Goodbye. See you next week. Goodbye. See ya.